0: The show that brings sneakerheads and ball players together. Now, here's your host with over 200 pairs of sneakers, Tyrone Smith. Yo. 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 What's really good? Hey, man. Shout out to the Michigan weather, man. It's it's beautiful outside right now, but yet still I'm stuck in here doing a podcast because Tyrone wanted to be lazy and not do his podcast last night after he edited his Don't Jock My Kicks episode. And uh for all my patrons out there, you know, if you are a $1 backer, you might as well go ahead and bump that up for extra dollars and become a $5 backer so you can get exclusive Don't Jock My Kicks content of exclusive heat. That you will probably see. Nowhere else. If you're a $2 backer. Go ahead and bump that up. Three extra dollars. So you can get. This Don't Jock My Kicks. Monthly episode. Where you get exclusive heat. Offered nowhere else. If you're a $5 patron. Shout out to you. You're the real MVP. $5 and above. Y'all are real MVPs. For y'all $1 and $2 ones. Go ahead and bump that up. A couple extra dollars. I know you got it. You got it. So, go ahead and do that for your boy. But, yeah, I just put up the Don't Jock My Kicks uh, episode for the April edition. I um, only had three pair of shoes to showcase. Uh, two of the other pair of shoes did not come in. So, I wasn't able to showcase those particular shoes. But, I put pictures up for them for you guys to see. And, they look lovely. And, then, um, you'll probably see them in the May episode of uh, Don't Drop My Kicks. So, yeah. After that, I was supposed to edit the... Uh, After I edited that particular episode, I was supposed to do the podcast, but I was just like, nah, bruh, I'm going to just go ahead and I'm going to chill. And then I'm like, you know what? It's a nice day. It's such a nice day outside that I myself should take advantage of it. So I've been out ripping and running all day and forgot that I had to put an episode out for y'all. But um, back to this Michigan weather, man, can I get a welcome back for the Michigan weather returning to where it's supposed to be at this time of year? Because Michigan weather is so bipolar. I'm pretty sure Michigan is a cancer. Michigan has to be a cancer right now because they're so bipolar. One minute it's sunny and it's happy, gloomy. And oh, my God, everybody's out in their short shorts and the guys are doing what they do, and, you know, everybody wants to be, you know, everybody wants to be the summertime fling, and then two days later, it's raining and thunderstorms and snow, and it's 35, 40 degrees, and you just don't know, so, with, 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 the, with the weather being as good as it's been for the past couple days, I don't even know what day it is, ain't it Tuesday today? Yeah, it's Tuesday. I don't know why I thought it was Monday. But um, with the weather being as good as it is today, can a brother please, can a brother please get a welcome back for Michigan weather returning to where it's supposed to be this time of year? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Even though it's supposed to rain tomorrow and it's supposed to rain Thursday. And then I think temperature is supposed to drop in the 60s. We'll take that. We'll take that. We've had a harsh winter, snow, sleet, ice, everything you can think of. We've had sunny days, rain, hail, um, weird booms that people hear that I never heard, the full moon. We've had all that this year. But, um, yeah, Michigan weather is back in effect and it's feeling beautiful. But yet and still, I'm stuck in here. Even though I love you guys. And I would do anything for you guys to get y'all some dope content to get you through your day. But I ain't feeling it right now. I want to be outside drinking a slushy. Um playing with the basketball, doing the spinning rooney in the grass, maybe the worm, get a couple of the homies together. We play some WWE SmackDown, RKO out of nowhere, put them through the box table. I would rather be doing that right now. But yet and still, I got these two big, bright lights beaming on me, making me hot. Even though this air, this this fan over here is making me so cool. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a cancer, so y'all y'all can see the bipolarness. I'm hot and then I'm cool. I'm hot, then I'm cool. What am I talking about right now? Let me get <laughs> let, let me get through this. Um. So yeah, basically um. Like I said, it's been a lot. It's been a lot of things going on. Um, the patron page is back in in full effect. You know, uh, uh, I had issues with the record with the editing software for the video, which is why I wasn't able to get a video out. And now I'm putting together the uh, the the stuff for the um, for the sneaker talk, and that's why I haven't put out the Dada video like I was supposed to. I haven't put that out yet, mainly because I'm putting together. Um, the intro, like, you know, like the little intro, the little video intro, you know, that you put in the beginning of your videos for the video actually start. I'm putting that together now so I can have video a video intro for Sneaker Talk. But that's going to be the series where I focus on all of the sneaker brands, all of the players and in, 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 in the shoes that they were rocking in or playing in their signature shoes, this, that and the third. And the Dada episode will be the, the first one under the Sneaker Talk emblem so it won't be don't jock my kicks was it don't jock my kicks i think it was gotham coach it won't be under the gotham coach don't jock my kicks it won't be under that none of that it'll be under sneaker talk and then on top of that i got um something lined up where you know i'm trying to put another series out there so it's going to be about four different series on there with the with the room for more then you got to think of the uh exclusive breakdown show the actual show that the patreon page is basically based upon that's going to be up and going um, I had, you know, talks with the people at the studio. Um, you know, we're going to, we're, we're changing the day because Sunday, I thought Sunday was going to work out the best for me. Sunday turns out it's not really the best for me in terms of recording. So we're looking at uh, Monday, possibly Tuesday. I'm leaning more sorts more so, more, more so towards Tuesday just because I like to. I like to kind of record on Sundays and Mondays. That's kind of like my days of recording. I don't really like doing all of the extra prep work on Tuesday. I just like really like to go in there, record my episode, then I have to edit a video, all that other good stuff, blah, 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 and then do what I got to do for the rest of the day, whatever time, depending on what time uh, we actually do the show. So that'd be another factor into things. So y'all be seeing exclusive breakdown episodes very soon. Exclusive breakdown is a little different from Gotham Coach, where Gotham Coach is more so a sneaker and basketball related podcast and, you know, exclusive breakdown. The actual patron page itself, it has sneaker and basketball related um, content on it. Um, exclusive breakdown will have the actual shows exclusive breakdown will probably have a little more well-rounded where you know i'll talk about more sports entertainment fashion whatever comes to mind donald trump you know kanye west you know stuff like that you know nothing nothing too major or too crazy um so that's something for you guys to think about as well if y'all not patrons go check out patreon.com slash exclusive breakdown where you get Exclusive dope content, and you automatically get entered into, into giveaways every single time I have a giveaway. So right now I got a giveaway going. I don't know exactly what the giveaway is going to be. I just did my first ten patron giveaway uh, for a pair of Jordan Shadows, which was which was dope, and a lot of people felt it was red because my mom ended up winning. But um, hey, she's at the kingdom, so I can't I can't I can't fight with the kingdom. But um. Yeah, that's that's pretty much everything that I got going on. Oh, and one more thing. um, Your boy's going to Vegas in July. Your boy's going to Vegas in July. I will be down there for Summer League. I'm going to be seeing some of the top rookies play. That's going to be coming out of the uh, 2018 class. I will be down there doing my homework as usual. I will be down there. I will be uh, coveraging. I guess that's the word. I will be covering uh, twenty eighteen summer league. I wanted to do the one in Orlando, but I don't know if that one. I don't know if that particular one is open up to the public. I know for a fact that the one in Vegas and the one in Utah is open to the public for people to actually come to the summer league games and, and actually see. So I will be down in Vegas attending that one, and I'm, I'm thinking maybe I can go to the one in Utah too. But you know. We got to, I got to see what I, what I can do. Hopefully, hopefully that'd be dope if I can go to both. Uh, Cause I only, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to see all 30 rookies or whatever the case may be. I might be able to see a select few rookies. Cause I think there's only a select amount of teams that represent that go down to Vegas. And then there's the other teams that go down to Utah and do their thing down there. So I will be in Vegas in July for Vegas summer league. And I'm trying to get down to the NBA draft in Brooklyn next month. I think that'd be dope too, um, just to just to see that whole atmosphere and everything like that. Just to just to see that, and uh, hopefully I can uh, make that happen. So that's what's been going on with me, with the with the show, the exclusive breakdown, got coach, everything like that. Look out for sneaker talk for all my patrons. Look out for sneaker talk. Look out for another series coming up as well. Be on the lookout for more story times on am going to y'all. Um, it's getting lit. We 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 moving up there. You know the content is dope. I think it's it's a it's a really good change from what's normally out there because you don't really see a lot of you don't see a lot of people hustling and grinding talking about basketball and shoes and i'm doing that so uh let's get let's get into this episode man i told you i don't know what number episode this is i lost count after i did my uh haven't forgot about y'all episode and um after i did the ones on patreon that was patreon exclusive episodes and then i took those down And then I said, you know what? I just need to put these back on iTunes and all that other good stuff. So, I don't know what episode this is. So, uh, if you know what episode it is, you can go ahead and insert it into the intro. But me, as I do my intro, I'm just going to say this. Episode number foam-posit of the show. Where Oklahoma City. I don't like y'all, and that's just facts. Got 'em, coach. Yes, yes, yes. Now I'm your host, Tyrone Smith, aka Wrong Two Exclusive, aka Mr. Hustle Bandit, aka Mr. Sneaker Bandit. Four point, lock 'em up, roll. Four head mountain in the building. Daytona 360, alive and in the flesh, and y'all already know. What I come to do I come to give y'all that Dylon Dillinger hot fire That H-E-A-T He You already know how I go Alright so check this out man We in the second round of the playoffs right And I went Four for eight In my prediction Of the playoffs So uh, let's talk about these series, and I'm going to explain why I chose certain series to go a certain amount of numbers, and we're going to actually talk about what happened within those series. First off, let's talk about the surprise of the playoffs, and that would be New Orleans sweeping Portland four games to zero, right? Nobody had, I don't think nobody legitimately had New Orleans as as a true threat to beat the Blazers. I know I didn't. I knew it was gonna be a hard series. I think I had that series predicted at six for Portland, mainly because I had Newsom Nurkic, the center for Portland, as a X-Factor to at least make Anthony Davis work. Here's the problem. Here's what I did not take into advantage. Nikola Miritis was my other X-Factor for New Orleans. He balled up. Drew Holiday played like a $33 million plus max player that when he signed that contract back in the offseason, everybody looked at it and said, hmm, is he really worth that amount of money? That guy who's pretty injury prone, is he really worth that amount of money? Well, apparently he was because he balled out and he balled out in in the final game, putting up 40 plus points along with Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis destroyed the Blazers can't get no simpler than that and Rondo Rondo playoff Rondo playoff Rajon playoff R we're, we're stripping we're stripping playoff P from Paul George he's not playoff P no more we're giving the new playoff to Rondo he's playoff Rondo playoff Rajon a playoff R I like playoff R no I like playoff Rajon playoff Rajon because he came in and people forget the fact of how dominant he was with the Bulls. He led them to a 2-0 series lead last year against the Celtics, who were the number one seed in the East. He led them to a 2-0 series lead before he got hurt. I'm not sure. I feel like, yeah, that was like, that was actually last year. That's crazy. But he has so much potential. You know, you can tell when a guy has that experience, you know, he's able to do exactly what he needs to do on the floor. To make sure everybody who's supposed to eat. Is eating. And he's able to get his when he needs to. So. I didn't take those things into effect. And that team came together. And they dominated the Blazers. Dame Lillard. My goodness. My second favorite player behind Joe Ingles. He played like a scrub. And, and, and that's so hard to say. About Dame Because he's always so consistent in his play. But he played. Scared, and, and that was so it, it was so obvious. Not playing scared, but like I don't know, I can't really explain it. But like the shots wasn't falling, Let's, let, let me just put it like that. I'll take back, he was playing scared, none of that. I'll take that. This his shots just wasn't falling. And as a basketball player, that's just the reality of what the situation is when you play ball. Sometimes you're gonna have games where, where your, your shot is falling, you go 12 for 15, and then there's gonna be other games where you go 7 for. 25 and you know he just had that unfortunately way too much. Um They need to do something with that team, and I feel like they need to trade one of the two. I don't think you trade Dame. Dame is the is the is the piece of that team. Maybe you trade McCullum, but you need a guy who can go down into the post, who could get buckets down low, and then who can stretch you out and, and take you out to the mid-range of the three-point line and, and get buckets out there because Portland was viciously exposed Viciously exposed Due to the fact that they didn't have a guy that they could really throw it down there into Nurkish. he plays scared some games But they didn't really have a guy that they could really just throw it down to to kind of slow down the tempo slow down The momentum get an easy bucket get get easy shots of the foul line. They, they need that kind of guy and with this team I'm just not sure you you have it. You know, I don't think Ed Davis can be that guy. Uh, Zach Collins may be able to be that guy down the line, but, you know, you just really don't know because, I mean, you just don't know. But I think that's what they need to do. This team is so interesting, though, because in my 2017-2018 NBA preview, I didn't have them making the playoffs. And I said that the team was just too... It was. It's the, it was the same team that won 41 games. And they didn't do anything to add talent to the roster. They didn't do anything to to, 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 to make me believe that this team could to could go to the playoffs. And if they was, it was going to be a lower seed. But the fact that they were able to go to a third seed is an amazing job by Terry Stotts. You know, you can't take that away from him. Um, so I actually had hope in the Blazers, and they let me down. And I'm so disappointed. Now New Orleans is going to be in a dark fight with Golden State, and we're going to talk about that series a little later. Now let's talk about let's talk about let's talk about Utah and Oklahoma City. I had this series actually going in seven games, and it actually was six. I had Oklahoma City winning, but Utah won, so that's another one of the predictions that I went wrong with. Um, mainly, what I'm going to talk about with this series is I I, I called it. I said. Either West, Russell Westbrook is going to have one game where he's going to try to play hero ball, and he's going to lose that game for them. That happened. Melo is going to struggle, and he's going to relive his New York-Denver days. He's going to jack up a lot of shots, and he's going to miss them. He did. Paul George is going to have a game where he struggles from the field, and they're going to lose the game. He went 2-16 in the closing game. You have to wonder, though, with Oklahoma City, because... Oklahoma City is coming into a very interesting position, I think, where Melo can opt out. And there's talk that they will want Melo to come off the bench, and he said he's not coming off the bench. But he has a player option next year for $28 million, which he can opt into. Um, And that's going to be interesting. That's going to be interesting to see how this whole thing takes place. Because if they want him to come off the bench and he's already telling them he's not coming off the bench. And he has that leverage with that $28 million to eat up a lot of the potential salary cap that OKC may have to go out and get other pieces to make them better. That could be interesting. Then you look at Paul George. Paul George was supposed to be the guy that put OKC over the hump. And... If not, got them to the finals, at least got them to where they could be competitive enough to play either the Warriors or the Rockets or whoever they were supposed to play. The whole year was an inconsistent year. They had streaks where they played bad basketball. They had streaks where they put a lot of people felt they were back. Then they had streaks where they was playing that inconsistent ball again. They was kind of back and forth with the inconsistencies of being a good team, and be in the middle of the road, bottom 6'17". I don't think Paul George comes back. I don't think he comes back. I think that, first of all, Russell Westbrook took 43 shots, and then he took 40-plus shots the previous game. Matter of fact, let me me actually look this up. Let me actually see how many shots he actually took um, the last game that they played cuz it I know it was a ridiculous amount. It may not have been that much, but I'm pretty sure it was a lot. of shots that he took. He took 39 shots in the game that they had to come back from uh from 25 points from. So that's 43 shots and 39 shots in two games. That's 82 shots in two games. That's wild, man. But I look at the, I look at this team and then you you just this team was supposed to be so much better than what it was. It wasn't supposed to lose to Utah. I felt Utah defensively was going to give them enough of a challenge to make the series interesting, but they didn't have enough guys. They didn't have enough besides Donovan Mitchell for them to go and win the series. And they had guys step up there. favorite stepped up, Bear stepped up, uh, with Rubio he stepped up. Uh, Donovan Mitchell he still balled out, and Joe Ingles he stepped up. So they had guys step up and help Donovan Mitchell um, win the series for him. But it's so ironic. When you look at all the talent Russell Westbrook had on his team over the course of his whole career, and the fact that he has not been able to make it back to the finals since that Oklahoma City team is amazing. Melo, Paul George, they had Kevin Durant at one point, they had James Harden, Serge Ibaka. Like, he's had all of this talent. Victor Oladipo, DeMontis Sabonis, like they've had all of these good players or exceptionally talented players who's either moved on and did amazing, exceptional things with other teams or has won championships or been close to playing for championships somewhere else. And he's just kind of still in that boat. Now you have to wonder, if you get all of this talent on on, on your side, you get all of this talent, but yet you're still not able to do anything fourth. F- not fourth. F- I don't know what the heck I was just thinking. But if you're not able to do anything with the talent that that the general managers and everybody, all the all of the people upstairs are able to give you, is it more so the players that they're bringing in, or the person that is leading the team out there on the court every single night? Because there's no excuse for Utah to beat OKC with all of the talent that you that OKC had compared to Utah. There's no way. There's no way for Victor Oladipo to only average 15-16 points as a Thunder, but uh, as a member of the Thunder, but then he goes to Indiana and he goes crazy and averages 20 plus. There's no way for KD to want to leave your leave you, even though you had a three-one lead on the Warriors, for the Warriors to go to the Warriors to win a championship. There's no way that James Harden should be, but I don't think that was more so a James Harden fault. I think that was just management fault. But you see what James Harden is able to do. You see what Serge Ibaka, Ibaka is able to do. You know he's a he's a a, a, a nice piece for that Toronto team. So is it more so is it more so uh Russell Westbrook or is it more so of the team? And I can't give I can't get Westbrook the excuse, man. Like he jacks up so many shots and I feel like he doesn't he doesn't have to do that with the talent that he had on his team because he had guys who could alleviate some of the pressure off of him, but it just seemed like Russell's so stuck in his ways that he just wants to do it his way and take all the shots and i think Russell Westbrook one of those guys who if they win it's like oh well he did everything that he possibly could to win but then it's like if they lose i don't know i think he wants to be the guy that he wants to he wants to have the, the, the credit of victory on his shoulders in the in the in the, in the agonizing loss of defeat they lose on his shoulders as well i think he's one of those guys which i think is nothing wrong with it because at the end of the day you want to be able to do everything that you possibly can to to succeed in whatever it is that you want to do but at the same time you got to be able to trust people to help you get to the ultimate goal that you're trying to reach it's like me like me right now I I started this I started this brand and I kind of do everything I record I record all the episodes I edit all the episodes I send. I send merch out I send letters out I I do all that stuff not because this is just what I want to do all by myself but because I feel like if I was to get some help that I could trust then that would alleviate all of the pressure off me to where all I would have to do is come sit down record an episode send it to 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 whoever and then they'll hook me up and make sure that everything that i that i need done is done in terms of um the editing and all that other good stuff so that's something to definitely think about that's something to ask yourself is it is it the teammates or is it actually Russell? but yeah oklahoma city i'm disappointed with you i'm i'm so disappointed i'm not even gonna hit you with the uh with the with the open letter I did it for Portland, but I'm not doing it for y'all. Because Portland really disturbed me. And initially, I actually had Utah pick to win the series. But I changed it. And I changed it because I felt like they had more firepower than Jazz. And they just disappointed me so much. Um Houston and Minnesota. I think I had that going 6. It went 5. Uh, of course, Houston won. Nothing much really to say about the series. Except for Jazz Hard went off. And, um. You know, they was just the, the better team. You have to wonder, if Jimmy Butler was 100% healthy, would this series have gone five? Could it have potentially gone seven? I'm pretty sure it wouldn't have gone seven, it probably would have went six. Um, and then, Golden State and San Antonio, that went five. I predicted it to go five. Um, And I, I predicted it just on the sole fact that Golden State is more younger and athletic, and they can run up and down the floor. And San Antonio is old as dirt. And Kawhi Leonard isn't playing, and you know, unfortunately, they lost their uh, they lost their head coach, who lost his wife, um, and I just felt like the the chips were just stacked up against San Antonio for them not to really make an impact in the playoffs. And then you have to wonder what the team's gonna look like next year because you, there's a lot of speculation about Kawhi not wanting to be there um where does he go um is it something that could be talked about and mended over a cup of coffee in a in a crispy cream donut something to think about, think about think about something to think about <laughs> all right so let's get into the eastern conference east um miami and philly went five games as i expected it to go kind of the same thing that i look at with uh golden state and san antonio philly was just a younger more athletic better team than what miami was and you know they took advantage of that joel mb made hassan whiteside look like a g-league player he really made hassan whiteside look like a g-league player and you have to ask yourself is hassan whiteside turning into the albert haynesward of the nba where he plays so dominant Dominant enough to get a, a a max level contract, and once he got that max level contract, it was just like he just simply didn't care anymore, and was just like whatever. You know, if you if you're the highest paid player on the team, there's no way you should only be playing 14, 15 minutes in the game, and it's sad because Joel Embiid, like I said, he was just he was he, he was eating Hassan Whiteside alive, and it, it was so it was so sad to see because I like Hassan Whiteside, I think he's a he, he's, a, he's the type of player that I like. A defensive player who's going to block shots and rebound and all that other good stuff. He's that type of player. But, MB just made him look disgusting. <laughs> it was so sad. Um, Toronto and Washington. This series went six games. I predicted it, it would go six games. And Toronto won it 4-2. Um, People still sleeping on Toronto. I don't know why people are still sleeping on Toronto. And I think... I think it would. Look, everybody looks at the fact that they were they've been here now the third year in a row and they're always losing to the Cavs. Here's the difference that I see with this Cavs-Toronto series than other Cavs-Toronto series. Cleveland team sucks, and I'll talk about the Cavs and the places a little more. But I feel like if you're gonna let LeBron work, I say this: let LeBron do whatever he wants to do let him work let him get all the buckets let him let him let him work keep the other guys in check and i think that's what that's what lost it with indiana they were double teaming and you know just double teaming he was able to kick it out to other guys and the other guys were making shots lebron's the best player in the world let lebron work let him eat let him score 50 60 points if he has to if you can hold the supporting cast to 10 15 points and your other guys can still do what they do. You're you're probably gonna win the game, and that's just my thought. But I like Toronto team just off of the simple fact that they could come at you with five. They're starting five, and then they could come off the bench and hit you with guys who's gonna put up buckets as well. And I don't think a lot of people take that into accommodation with Toronto because Tor- Everybody looks at Toronto as the as the team that Cleveland always beats. But I really legit think they really have a chance this year. And I think it's gonna be so left upon OG Ananobi, the defensive stopper, who was who who fell down people's draft boards. He was supposed to been a, a top fifteen pick who fell to Toronto last year. A defensive guy who who, who has the body to at least contend with LeBron. In some aspects He's going to be the key to this series I think But you know Toronto just did what they did They won the two at home like I expected them to They lost the two at home like I expected them to And I felt like that those two losses Were going to be adjustment periods For the team to go out and win the next two games And that's exactly what they did So shout out to the Raptors Hopefully y'all can make it to the Eastern Conference Finals along with the Sixers Because I had a draw to making it to the East. Boston and Milwaukee. This series was very entertaining. The home team won every game in the series. I felt Milwaukee could at least get one just off of the simple fact that they had the best player in the series, which was Giannis Antetokounmpo. But Giannis Antetokounmpo, he got in a little foul trouble early Game 7. And, you know, he had to play a little timid. He wasn't as aggressive as he normally would be at any other game. He wasn't as aggressive. Um, you know, he had to kind of tone it down a little bit. And that kind of that kind of hindered him. But I'll tell you where they lost the game. They were up 15-10. to And they put Matthew Della Vadova in. He turned the ball over a couple times. And then Boston went on that nice little run. And they regained the lead. And they never looked back. That's why they lost the game to me. Um, Terry Rozier, Terry Rozier is going to make a lot of money in this league, and Boston is going to have an interesting decision going forward on where what they do, because Marcus Smart is coming into his year where he's going to be a free agent, even though he will be restricted, so they will be able to match any offer that any team puts on the table for Marcus Smart. But he's pretty—I'm pretty, pretty sure—he's going to get a nice hefty amount of money or he might be able to just sign his qualifying offer which was for one year and he'd become an unrestricted free agent and boston may not be able to really get nothing for him at all so that's something to think about but terry Rozier, terry Rozier, played like a man trying to prove something and it all started with the drew bledsoe comment when he was talking about eric bledsoe and then it came to eric bledsoe saying he didn't know who terry rogier was And then Terry Rozier, even though Eric Bledsoe had a nice game seven, like he came, he, he was, he was overly aggressive in some aspects. He picked up three quick, quick fouls in the first half of that game. But, uh, you know, he was still aggressive enough. He went nine for 12s and he was putting up buckets. Um, but Terry Rozier made, made Eric Bledsoe look like a, a G league player and they, and they had. Stat-wise, they were they were kind of neck and neck in terms of the points that they put up, but Terry Rozier really made Eric Bledsoe look crazy out there, and it was just kind of embarrassing to watch, but fun at the same time. But you know, Milwaukee lost, and I have faith in them in, in the Bucks, and they let me down. So, uh, dear Milwaukee, I hate your stinking guts. You make me vomit. Um, your feet smell like toe water. I don't know. and then last but not least another fun series Cleveland and Indiana I tell you what that was not a technical foul on Lance Stevenson they called a technical foul on Lance Stevenson because LeBron overly flopped the play but then again Lance Stevenson overly flopped the push by LeBron which got him attacked but they caught a technical foul on Lance Stevenson, which gave LeBron James three free throws. Two two free throws on the line because they were just in the penalty and one additional free throw for the technical. That wasn't a technical foul. I don't understand how that was a technical foul. They were playing. You have to play you you're, Any basketball player is taught you play through the whistle, which means you defend through the whistle. Don't let the guy get the shot up because you don't know if there's going to be any kind of continuation or anything of that nature. And I don't think Lance intentionally meant to hit LeBron in the head for them to call it technical. Like, I just felt like that was wild. But I said that LeBron had to play like Jesus, Moses, and Satan for them to win this game and 45 points later and double digit rebounds later, I think it was, they won and they still only won by four. <laughs> so, um, yeah, um, the role player stepped up. Tristan Thompson hadn't played n- really none that series, and he came in, he started, he gave them a double double. Um, JR Smith hit a couple shots, but I'm actually surprised happened. Um, George Hill, he came in the second half of the game, and you know he played exceptionally well. Was able to keep that lead for him. Kevin Love hit a couple shots, so guys were actually able to hit shots for Cleveland. And I feel like that's gonna, that's gonna, that's what's going to dictate their success. If guys are able to hit open shots, if they're not able to hit open open shots, and LeBron has to do everything that he was doing, then they're not gonna win. That's just as simple as that. But um, they were actually able to hit shots. For Indiana. Indiana should not feel ashamed about this loss at all. Because a lot of people had them being swept. And a lot of people had them going to five games. I have faith in Indiana for them to win seven. Game five, they should have won. But they came out sluggish in that third quarter. Was missing all kind of shots. And Cleveland was able to capitalize on that. Indiana was able to fight their way back into the game. But it was too little too late. Even game seven, they were down by... Thirteen points at one point at halftime, and they were able to fight their way back and get the lead. Um, LeBron left; he had he ended up getting cramps, and um, George Hill kind of came and and changed the whole pace of that game around uh, to the point where LeBron was able to come in and you know he was able to close it out for those guys for them to win. Um, indiana has nothing to, to feel ashamed about and i feel like indiana put a lot of teams and a lot of different people on notice that they're they're there for the long haul they have a nice team when you look at the fact that they got oladipo miles turner Bodombo down um fatty young who's a nice veteran uh Demetrius savonis proved his wealth um uh, proved the fact proved that he will be a a, a nice little player in this league uh, they still got young guys, and TJ, uh, TJ Lee to Glenn Robinson III. Like, they have a nice team, and they can potentially go out and get somebody to. Fulfill another because I think they need a, another scoring option besides uh Oladipo. I feel Miles Turner he probably need to put on you know he need to step his game up and become that second option for them. But so they might need a third option, maybe a, a more athletic small forward because Bodanovic really isn't that athletic, and you could kind of tell that he wasn't <laughs> that athletic in the series. But overall, man. Indiana has a really dope team that's gonna do a lot of dope things uh, going forward. But uh, you know, they just ran into LeBron. LeBron I said LeBron was gonna will him the three wins, he willed him the four wins, and that's just what it was. You can't you can't take nothing away from LeBron. If he's able to get to the finals with this team, I think we I think we need to open that greatest of all time conversation up. But if he leaves and go anywhere else and wins a championship. We need to close that conversation because he cannot be considered the greatest of all time. That's going to be an interesting debate. But, um, yeah, I think I've discovered all of the series, man. So now we got Houston and Utah, New Orleans and Golden State, Toronto and Cleveland, Philly and Boston. And I'm going to tell you how these series are going to go. Houston's going to win in five. Um, the, the, the problem with the Jazz, I don't think it's going to be anything. I think the guys are going to step up because they have the the, 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 uh, the confidence that they're going to step up and make plays. Utah is just too powerful of an offense. They're going to get all the shots that they want. And even though Utah is a good defensive team, it's going to be kind of ugly. So I, I got I got Houston in five. I think Utah can take one at, at their crib. I think they can take one. New Orleans and Golden State. Golden State destroyed New Orleans without Steph Curry. And Steph Curry's returning tonight to play in game two. So, um, give me Golden State in five. Because I think New Orleans can take one at New Orleans. Toronto and Cleveland. Give me Toronto. In six. Look, LeBron can only do so much. LeBron can only do so much. And the difference between the Pacers, where they had one guy who could get buckets in Oladipo, and then they had other guys who could possibly step up and be that second option. I think Lowry's going to have a nice series. I think is going to have a nice series. is going to be effective. Valentin is going to be effective. And Woby is going to be effective enough to maybe not contain LeBron, but... Maybe stop him to where he may get 30, but it may take him 20 shots to do it. And then let's just let's not overlook the fact that Toronto bench is way better than Cleveland's bench. So if if it ever got down to the situation where they needed guys to come up the bench to give them quality minutes to let the starters get a little bit of rest, Toronto will be in much more better position than what the Cavs are. So I got Toronto going in six. Philly and Boston, I have, even though Philly played timid and a little worried last night in their game, and Tatum and Rogel and Horford kind of ate them alive, I'm still going to, I still got faith in the process. I still trust the process, so I'm going to go Philadelphia in six I think it goes six. I think they rebound um, their next game, and then they all they need to do is take one before they go to Philly, and then you know it's wide open. They can they can get the two, and I think Boston maybe they come back and they they get one, and then the other winner's in Philly, so that Philly be able to take that one and six. So those are my predictions for the second round of the playoffs. Um, second round I think is going to be super fun. Um, it's going to be a lot of good interesting storylines that I think is taking place and it's just a matter of um, teams stepping up and doing what they need to do to make sure that they are the ones who come out on top in their series and move on to the next round while the other team is out swimming and fishing for catfish facts <laughs> so um that's it man that's it that's it nothing else to it nothing else to it but to do it um this has been my first round analysis slash second round prediction of what is going to go on in the nba finals oklahoma city y'all need to get it together bruh um it's gonna be like i said it's gonna be an interesting summer man for the thunder uh i think Melo opts in I think Melo opts in because who wouldn't want to opt in for $28 million when you're not guaranteed to get anything past that this year at least. So I think that Melo opts in um, and I think he goes another round for it. Paul George is going to be the question though. LA cleared up a lot of capital and Brooke twenty-plus million contract is coming off the books. LA has a lot of money to play with. They could potentially get LeBron and they can potentially get Paul George. And, and I heard something. Wouldn't it be crazy if Paul George went to the Sixers? Man, that'd be wild. Think about it. Ben Simmons and Paul George don't need the ball to, to, to really be effective. He could, he could he can get his off, you know, he can be that off-ball scorer for them, man. That'd be dope. Him or LeBron. I think LeBron would probably be the the the, 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 the obvious choice for two. To go to Philly, just because of how weak the East is, and I feel like LeBron wants the chance to play in the finals every year, and I feel the best way for him to play in the finals every year is if he goes East, and if he's not going to Brooklyn, Atlanta, Chicago, uh, or uh, I said Orlando, but if he's not going to one of those teams, Philly is the only team with a lot, with all of the talent, in the most cap room to make it happen. So I think LeBron should definitely he should take his talents. To steak lane. Or Paul George. Either one of them, man. I think that'd be super lit for the Sixers. Um, But so, that's something to think about. Okay, see, they got got some um, interesting questions, man. Westbrook needs to fine-tune his point guard game. Meaning that he does not need to go out and score 40-plus points and take 50-plus shots to make it happen. So... I think I think it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting for the Thunder, man. I'm I'm gonna be really, really intrigued to see what they do this offseason. They have one of the best in the business is Sam Presti. And I'm pretty sure he's gonna be able to to, to do some things for them for them boys out there. So it's gonna be interesting to see. Alright, man. I'm done talking. I've done enough talking. <laughs> But uh, this has been episode number phone posit. Insert number because I really don't know. I, I lost all count at this point. I'm going to go back and count and then we'll, we'll get back to the counter. But I'm your host, Tom Ron Smith, man. And I'm going to holler at y'all, man. Peace. You just got the heat. Thanks for the support. It's greatly appreciated. Tune in next week for another episode.